Welcome to This Week in Indian Hill Braves Athletics here on IndianHillBraves.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer, and as always, we're once again joined by Indian Hill Athletic Director Brian Phelps. Brian, good to talk to you once again. A lot of busy things going on here uh, at Indian Hill High School and in the athletics programs, of course. But uh, one of the things we want to uh, mention is a a burgeoning relationship with a new avenue to uh, help out the student-athletes as far as their training goes and their ability to improve themselves off off games uh, in, in between matches and games and practice and whatnot new perform new uh partnership with a uh, black sheep performance training uh, tell us about it yeah we're really excited we've had a, a really um great relationship with uh strength and di- uh, conditioning coach jacob helm who is moving on to richmond indiana and that provided an opportunity to uh see how to kind of make this work best for our student athletes and the help of Beacon Orthopedics uh, really making sure this works for us, uh, partnering with Black Sheep Performance. They're going to come in and take care of all of our programs. I think this is that next step that programs look to get that competitive edge for the student athletes. I think our coaches are really excited. I think our kids uh, don't even know what they're in for in a good way, uh, you know, that it, it's going to be such a difference maker for our program. So that starts here next week, uh, partnering with them. And we're really excited to get going. We'll see how the uh, results start coming and we'll see if uh, th- that level of excitement remains with the kids. Once they start figuring out uh, all the, uh, all the challenges they are going to be put in front of them for that. So we'll be talking about that uh, as we go along here, let's move in. Let's start talking about the sports teams right now that are in action and about to, you know, what be welcomed into the, the black sheep performance uh, training facilities and everything they're going to have offer. Let's start off with your uh, baseball team. Kind of an interesting year that they're, they've had thus far, uh, four and seven on the year. But you look at the way these games have played out. We've seen several games where, you know, the offenses rule the day. Other games where the pitching staffs kind of do their thing. And they are two and one in the league. And, and as, as you're finding out, and as other fans know around here, the CHL is a very, very good baseball league uh, from top to bottom. Uh, anybody can beat anybody on a given night and uh, we'll take on Marymount uh, coming up this week before a new Richmond and eventually Reading uh, before reconvene next. This is, but like I said, it's been an up and down year and we're looking at a schedule. that's already seen five losses by three runs or less. That can be kind of frustrating at times. Other teams can look at it and say, well, gosh, if we just, uh, you know, a ball gets through the outfield here, if we make this particular play defensively, Things can turn around, and we could be a nine or ten win team. How is the how are the boys approaching things right now, given that they've had so many close games? Yeah, you know, really, you said it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. I, I, we've we've beaten some pretty good teams. I mean, Bishop Watterson coming down and scoring as many runs and and, and playing well, um, you know, against a team like that was was like okay, here, here we go. And we spent last Saturday up at the Dayton Dragon Stadium and had a two one tough loss to Middletown, which is a you know, big GMC school and getting a nice one against Marymount yesterday and, and league play was great, but I, I, I exactly right. I, I'm, I'm not sure what we're going to get. Sometimes the bats are just on fire. Our pitching has been really good. Uh, you know, we're a team where it feels like we're really senior heavy and counting on some freshmen as well. Sometimes uh, there's as many as four freshmen in the lineup. So it is, I think a combination of, just starting to hit our stride, you know, the, the scheduling again was we play every day and, you know, pitching wears thin sometimes. So I think now that, that we are in league play, um, we're going to be in a groove to kind of have our, 
um, you know, are pitching more consistent and our offense rolling. So it, it's really hard to predict. You said it. The CHL um, in baseball particularly is, is really competitive. I think anyone can beat anyone. And we'll see. We'll see how things shake out for us. Move over to uh, softball and uh, not the best of starts for the softball team to uh, to say the least here. But uh, I, I can't help when I saw this score come in from Monday against Marymont. I, I had to do a double take and I had to make sure I wasn't seeing a football score because you know this game was slated to be Mary, at Marymont. It moves to Indian Hill, so you've got a home game there. Technically, it's at your facility. In either case, this winds up with your team coming up short by a final score of 21 to 20, which that's, I don't, I can't recall ever seeing a score like this uh, in softball. It's absolutely insane. Uh, take, take us through this game here, what you were able to see, what you were able to, to hear about and what have you. And, uh, and, uh, and just, wow. What, yeah, what kind know, of, what kind of game was this? It was actually a lot of fun. It was back and forth. I, I don't know how many lead changes there, there were, but it went to the seventh inning, even though it was at our place, we were the visiting team because it was mm-hmm. technically their home game and we will host them again um, and, and be the home team on Wednesday. And they won it in the bottom of the seventh, you know, and it was kind of one of those games. The last team that had the chance to bat would, would win the game. And, you know, this is, it has been kind of a fun year for the girls, you know, the win columns not been there, but, the CHL will actually be, there will be some teams that we're competitive with and that we're going to have a chance to be right in the game. And kind of the neat thing about yesterday, the boys came off with a really nice win over Marymont, came over cheering on the girls to the bitter end, you know, and, and it was just a good feel good community type of, of ending. And, you know, I, I think the girls are going to get some wins, but there's a bigger picture for that program. They're getting better. They're having fun. The, you know, there's, there, there's some bright spots coming up in, in the next couple of years. And it, it was, it was a, even though we're on the wrong side of the win column, it was kind of a fun day for them. And uh, like I said, to have that energy of our boys, you know, being there cheering them on at the end of their game was, you know, that that's, that's what high school athletics are about. And, and, and we got to see that yesterday. When they go through a game like this, as, as coming in, the first three games of the season were lopsided losses, to to say the least. To see them be able to come back in, in this type of game where it's, it's back and forth, one team's putting up four runs in the top inning, the other team's putting up six runs in the bottom of the inning, what have you, it's that kind of game. Uh, how, how cool was that for you to see that the kids, despite the way the first few games have gone on, put that behind them? and kept fighting, and then also to have the encouragement of the outside community around them. I'm sure that had to mean a lot to them all the way around. Yeah, and, you know, our coach sent something out this weekend to the players and the parents of saying, hey, this isn't the same team that you've seen the last couple of years. We're fighting every day. We're getting better every day. And really, we came out, and that's exactly what happened. We fought to the end. We, you know, made some big plays. We had some big hits. And, you know, that's what you want your kids and and your team to – you know, to do. And, and you want to see a team that from the first day of practice to the end of the season that continues to grow, get better, have a great experience. And right now that's where softball is. Learning process, but still very encouraging as well, knowing they can put 20 runs on the board if, if uh, things are going well. So all things considered, a fun day all the way around there. So again, right on the cusp, as you said, that fight 
continuing to build, then the wins are going to start uh, coming here, hopefully uh, very, very soon. Let's switch gears. Let's move on to uh, lacrosse here and uh, getting its first win of the season. Most recently is just getting the season started one and two on the year, but uh, uh, beating Bishop Hartley in a th- another thriller here, 21 to uh, to 16. It's a very high scoring game for folks that don't follow lacrosse regularly. That's a lot of goals uh, between the two teams. Uh, Cameron Raymond, seven goals. Emily, Emily Eckert, four goals and eight assists, which is absurd. It, it, pretty good time as well, given the way the schedule's set up, to get the offense going as you head into Thursday against Marymount, who has been on a path of destruction the, the last three games. They've outscored their opponents 56-5. to five, But most importantly as well, it, it, to get that win ahead of Marymount, who is a, a very, very good team, may end up challenging in the long run. Uh, in the postseason there how did how did your team how does your team now after this win look to challenge Marymont in this upcoming match yeah you know we started off the season with a really good sacred heart team you know mm-hmm. however many state times state champ down down from Louisville and then to have a actually Saturday was a double header so we had Bishop Watterson and Bishop Hartley and just lost the Watterson game and in, in the last minute of the game but showed that fight and then ended the day with, with a nice win with Hartley. So three really good teams. And I think they needed Saturday to see how far they came from the Sacred Heart game. So really good effort, a lot of good offense, a lot of good defense. And, you know, we know that Marymont's a perennial top program in the city, if not the state. And we feel like we are too. So, uh, you know, getting a win under your belt, going into that game, we know it'll be really tough. We know they'll be really good, but it at least gave our girls kind of that first taste of a win and some confidence going into a really tough game. I don't know what Thursday's game will will look like. Again, you, the, 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 the goal differential that they're showing so far, they are exceptional. Um, yep. But we're going to go give them a fight and see what happens and then get, all, get along you know, the rest of our season and try to tally up as many wins as we can. You mentioned the, the growth from the Sacred Heart opener to the doubleheader on Saturday how how impressive is that to you for you to see that growth come in from game game number one to that doubleheader just a couple of days later that's pretty impressive sometimes it takes teams weeks to build up that kind of progression and they did it within a matter of days and that's exactly right you know we again we took on that really tough sacred heart team right after spring break and just got hit in the mouth really is what Mm -hmm. what happened I think we were all stunned that it was just it was a butt whooping. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, you have a couple of choices. You can curl up and season's wasted, or you can get back at it and fight and know you have really good opponents coming up, and that's the way our schedule set up. There aren't very many easy games on our schedule. And to respond and rebound the way that they did is what an athletic director, a parent, a coach wants to see that – you know, that was the wake-up call, and, and it was. And really, both games on Saturday were really good games, and, and that's that's what you hope to see after a game like Sacred Heart, and now we just need to take that momentum moving forward. How much of an encouragement is it to see that – to not only see that – to see that build up from game to game, how big can that be for them down the road, No, having that in the back of their mind that, okay, we may have a, a game where we get beat soundly, but we know, based on our past experience this year, we can bounce back within 24, 48 hours if we have to and play as well as anybody. 
Yep, that's exactly right. You, you look for those, those little wins, even in a loss, that you can go back to and remember when and remember how we responded. That, that's exactly right. And, you know, you start putting that in your back pocket or in the back of your mind for, you know, from a coaching standpoint, when you need to pull out some of those examples and, you know, get the kids refocused. So we hope that that's how we can use it moving forward and that will come into play and result in a win when we need it and a really big game. So, uh, so we'll see, but, but no doubt, you know, that it was a good, good learning experience to kind of fall back on when, when we need it. Over on the uh, boys' side here, they're, they're four games into the year. They're three and one. And for whatever reason, they've become a fan of the number 16. And <laughs> you, you go through this. It, we talked last week. You, you, they give up 16 goals in the, in the season opening loss to uh, St. X. St. X is a very good squad. You bounce back with a win over Carroll 16 to one. This past week, you beat Wyoming 16 nothing. Then on Saturday, you beat uh, Lexington, Kentucky team, Henry Clay 16 to nine. So we've got a pattern going here. We're heading into a busy week this week, uh, a few trips on the road. We talked about Charlie DeGenero last week and all the attention he's going to get. He needs one more goal for his 16th of the season. We're one quarter of the way through a 16-game regular season. It's just amazing how, how sports works uh, sometimes in, in, in that way. But most importantly, I'm wondering – as we talked about with the girls, 21-16 result there, that's a lot of goals to score. 16 is a lot of goals to score, and now your team's done it three straight outings here. Going into a, a, a stretch here where you got three road games this week, five out of six uh, overall, how have, they able to, how have they been able to keep this offensive rhythm going each time out where they're consistently literally putting up 16 goals every game? Yeah, you know, watching the game on Saturday, and and Henry Clay was a good team. We had the best game, you know, and my tenure is short, obviously, but we played really well. I mean, that that game was a 16-9 game, but it wasn't a 16-9 game. They, they got some goals late, and, you know, you start getting some kids in the game, which, which we should. We dominated every bit of that game, and mm – -hmm. You know, talk about targeting, uh, you know, Charlie, who's an exceptional player. I, the reason that they're so solid is there's so many other kids that are contributing. And, you know, Charlie may end up um, getting the end, end result and with some of the goals, but so many kids are setting things up. The defense is tough. You know, our goalie play is really good. I, I just – it was a very impressive – I, it was one of those, golly, if we can play like this, we're going to be really tough to beat. And it doesn't matter who we play. Now, we see that tonight against Sycamore, who, who we know is a really good team. I think that is – that's an opportunity to see where we are as a program at this point. But, yeah, from an offensive standpoint, I think it's just we're so aggressive. We move the ball down the field so fast. We, we really have so many options, not just Charlie, who, again, is – is just really an exceptional player, but we have a lot of sure. options and, and that's what you want to be from an offensive standpoint. We need a lot of different guys that can score the ball and a lot, a lot of different people that can be threats. And so far it, that, that looks like who we are. Yeah, Will Adair, five goals in the game. Charlie wasn't even a high goal scorer in the game. He had a hat trick and four assists, but you know, Brendan West, a hat trick. I'm looking at right here, Robbie Gutman with a hat trick. And as I said, Will Adair uh, with five goals. So uh, uh, very, very impressive all the way around. So, you say that this was the best performance of the young season. Again, we're only four games in. How was the coaching staff trying to ex express to the kids now 
the way we played against Henry Clay is the way we can and should play going forward. Yep, no, that, that's exactly right. And just listening to the coach, you know, you could see them being excited almost like we got that breakthrough game that we needed to mm-hmm. really see how good we can be. And it is, you know, that game's over. And it really means nothing if we go out today and we're flat and we're not ready. So it's it's that ability to be able to build upon the best game that you've played, you know, and yeah. um, hopefully that just becomes, that continues to be momentum you know, blocks moving forward. So yeah, the, the coaches definitely are um, trying to focus. That wasn't the state championship game. That was a Saturday game in the rain against a nice team from Lexington, you know? So if, if we're satisfied with that, then we have some issues. So, you know, it's just mm-hmm. about, right. Focusing them that that's how we can play. And if we play like that and continue to get better, we're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with really. Kind of a similar mantra for your tennis team, of course. We talked about all their success a week ago. Uh, right now, currently sitting ranked number one in the in the GCTCA, uh, coming off of a, a sweep of Madeira uh, on Monday. Really nice bounce back as well against Sycamore a week ago uh, after coming up coming up short in the first time out against them. So you come back there with a 5-0 sweep there. You get Madeira there. You took on Mason, Louisville, St. X. Uh, over the weekend, those are two very, very strong teams. Uh, of course, Mason here and 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 Louisville St. X down uh, in the Commonwealth. So we're we're moving forward here now. You've got Cincinnati St. X coming up. Marymount has gotten off to a very good start uh, on the season. You'll end up seeing Mason again uh, a little bit later on uh, this week. Here, I know it's early in the year, and we talked last week. You've got you know a handful of freshmen playing up right now uh, on the varsity squad. Uh, how have they handled the early stretch of the season? And what are we looking for as far as things to shore up, if you will, heading yeah. into a, a pretty competitive week this week? I think just getting that experience under us. I, I mean, Wade Ward, our coach, has been really excited how we played. You know, we lost to Louisville St. X 3-2, but it easily could have been the other way, you know, a win 3-2. And that's kind of how we felt with Sycamore, too, be, being right there in that 3-2 match. And, um, you know, I, I think that's where we find out that um, just when those kids play together, when they figure out what the best double partners are and um, get a little bit of experience under the belt. The fact is we do have four freshmen and they need to play at that level. And, and now that they're figuring it out, um, you know, you just expect that they're going to continue to be more comfortable and we're really excited to see what happens with Cincinnati Stanex. Uh, Sycamore just beat them in a tough match, 3-2. And knowing how close we were with Sycamore the first time, we feel like we can be very competitive with Cincinnati Stanex. And these are the best teams in the state. You, you know, now you mentioned Marymont. Our first goal is to take care of league business. So we're not overlooking anyone in the league. We've had a lot of success in the past years, as we talked about last week. So, mm-hmm. um you know, obviously that that's goal number one, but outside of the CHL, our schedule is going to be the toughest schedule that we can come up with in the, in the state. And that's all preparing for the tournament. And these guys are good. They, they're going to compete in every match that we play and, and have a chance to, to have a lot of success at the end of the season. Moving on to a track and field here. And we, a busy week they had uh, this past week. We kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, last week on the season premiere, but uh, let's let's get right into it first. Let's start with uh, h- how we did at the uh, Madeira invite. The girls win it 
and the boys wind up finishing fourth there. So very good results, obviously, uh, on both sides there. And then in the coaches' classic, the girls win that as well, and the boys wind up finishing third. So we're, we're doing very, very well on both sides. Yes, the girls get two wins, but the guys are right there and not far off from being right there at the top in the team competitions as well. A couple, couple, a few student athletes I want to give particular mention to, uh, particular on the, the girls' side, Hayden Withers and uh, Megan O'Brien just clean house at the Coach's Classic, for lack of a better phrase, and uh, dominate their races. And on the boys' side, uh, Dylan Halloran-Thompson and Bowie Irvine win the discus and the pole vault. So you've got not, not only athletes that can run, but we're also doing well in the field events as well. I'm curious as to the interrelationship between the girls and the boys in events like this where they're all there and they're all competing together. When the girls see the boys doing well, like I said, winning the discus or the pole vault, or the boys see the girls' runners winning their races, how much do they feed each other and drive each other to not to run run faster, throw the throw the discus further or what have you? How does that you work know, in between the two, school, two squads? You know, obviously there, there's some sports that – have their own sport, but they're one team. You know, you think of swimming, you think of diving, you think of track and field, you think of cross country, and they do feed off each other. And our girls program, um, a little more seasoned, a little more veterans, a little more depth. Or on the boys' side, we have more of a mix of, you know, some younger kids and, and yeah. some older kids. So I think on the girls' side, it's it's the experience um, as well and, and the depth that, that that's helping them perform at, at a little higher level, but our boys, boys are exciting, but you're right. It becomes a community team, a, a one team type of, of feel and um, they get excited for each other. And we host the Indian Hill relays today uh, on Tuesday and have some, some bigger schools attending. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see how, how, how they perform with, you know, some, some teams that they haven't seen yet. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it should be a good year for both the boys and, and the girls track and field team. A lot of, a lot of um, talent for sure. So we're hosting the relays here on, on to, when we're recording this on, uh, on Tuesday afternoon, uh, you said there was going to be some bigger schools coming in to compete uh, in this event here and uh, some schools you're familiar with as well. Uh, from an administrative standpoint, how do you go about determining what schools you want to come in what schools can come in? How does that process work in trying to put an event together when you're trying to bring in some bigger schools outside competition? Right. Yeah. And it's, it's really up to our coach, the relationships that she's developed over the years, you know, she's a, a, a veteran, a, a top notch coach, Savage, and she knows who are the right invites. And um, when I say the right invites, a good balance of, you yeah. know, maybe some league teams, some bigger teams that's going to push, our kids and you know we we're going to cap it off at 10 we we actually have 12 coming um, today so it, it'll be a fairly uh you know large meet for us and we still have the spectator restrictions with you know covid trying to make sure that we don't have uh, too many fans but it, it it really is up to our coach of uh, who, who are the right fits for this meet and um you know like any sport you try to schedule um, some teams that you know you're going to be competitive with, some teams that will uh, should be a little bit better than you that will push you and hopefully bring out the best in, in your team. And, and I trust Coach Savage to, to, to bring the teams in that, that she thinks are, are the best fit, and that's what we did. 
You touched on just there in, in, in talking about putting the event together. It's something that I want to get your thoughts on before we wrap up here today. Uh, we're uh, starting to get into the swing of things as far as the spring season goes. Uh, some some schedules are further along than others. But you also mentioned the fact that you know we're still having spectator restrictions, if you will. But we are having spectators. We are having fans now back at these uh, sporting events there. And I'm just curious how it's been for you to see that when you're at these different events, to see fans, parents, family members, community members, whatever the case may be at these events and how cool it is to feel that sense of close to normalcy again and how much of a, of a boost it is to all the student athletes that get out there. Well, you know, you said it. it is feeling more normal. You know, we have to be cautious that we're not there yet. Um, but outside events feel fairly normal. I think most of our spectators are still cautious and respectful of, you know, trying to stay spread out and, and, you know, view the events, um, you know, in, in a way that are responsible, um, you know, it, but it's tough. People are ready for normal and, you know, no matter how you feel about it, I think that more, you know, with our coaches and, and just community being vaccinated helps with that feeling more normal and, and safe. And, and, you know, like our district starting on Saturday are, are making it available for our kids 16 years old and older to be vaccinated. I, I think we are the only school in the state of Ohio that we're partnering with TriHealth on that, that is offering that for our kids. And, you know, as those types of things become available, it gives us the opportunity to, to get to that normal, in, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, it, it, it feels like our kids can compete, our parents can watch, and that's the way it's supposed to be. You, you know, I mean, it, 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 this is high school athletics. We want people to be able to, to see our student athletes compete, you know, and and the more and more that that happens, the more it feels like we're having a successful spring season. We're having a lot of success here in the spring season thus far. That's one big part of it is having folks back out to be able to watch uh, all of our uh, Braves athletes do what they do on the field. Still a long way to go and a lot more to cover here as, as the season goes on, Brian. But we certainly appreciate your time here today. Yeah, thank you and excited for the rest of the spring. And we'll talk next week. That is Indian Hill Athletic Director Brian Phelps joining us for this week in Indian Hill Braves Athletics here on IndianHillBraves.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.